When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. I Sing the Body Electric by Walt Whitman The bodies of men and women engirth me, and I engirth them. They will not let me off nor I them till I go with them and respond to them and love them. Was it dreamed whether those who corrupted their own live bodies could conceal themselves, and whether those who defiled the living were as bad as they who defile the dead. The expression of the body of man or woman Bach's account, the male is perfect, and that of the female is perfect. The expression of a well-made man appears not only in his face, it is in his limbs and joints also. It is curiously in the joints of his hips and wrists. It is in his walk, the carriage of his neck, the flex of his waist and knees. Dress does not hide him. The strong, sweet, supple quality he has strikes through the cotton and flannel. To see him pass conveys as much as the best poem, perhaps more. You linger to see his back, and the back of his neck and shoulder side. The sprawl and fullness of babes, the bosoms and heads of women, the folds of their dresses, their style as we pass in the street, the contour of their shape downwards. The swimmer naked in the swimming bath, seen as he swims through the salt transparent green shine, or lies on his back and rolls silently with the heave of the water. Framers bare-armed framing a house, hoisting the beams in their places, or using the mallet and mortising chisel, the bending forward and backward of rowers and rowboats, the horseman in his saddle, girls and mothers and housekeepers in all their exquisite offices, the groups of laborers seated at noontime with their open dinner kettles and their wives waiting, the female soothing a child, the farmer's daughter in the garden or cowyard, the woodman rapidly swinging his axe in the woods, the young fellow hoeing corn, the sleigh driver guiding his six horses through the crowd, the wrestle of wrestlers, two apprentice boys, quite grown, lusty, good-natured, native-born, out on the vacant lot at sundown after work, the coats and vests and caps thrown down, 
the embrace of love and resistance, the upper hold and the underhold, the hair rumpled over and blinding the eyes, the march of firemen in their own costumes, the play of the masculine muscle through clean-setting trousers and waistbands, the slow return from the fire, the pause when the bell strikes suddenly again, the listening on the alert, the natural, perfect, and varied attitudes, the bent head, the curved neck, the counting. Such like I love, I loosen myself and pass freely, and am at the mother's breast with the little child, and swim with the swimmer and wrestle with the wrestlers, and march in line with the firemen, and pause and listen and count. I knew a man, he was a common farmer, he was the father of five sons, and in them were the fathers of sons, and in them were the fathers of sons. This man was of wonderful vigor and calmness and beauty of person, the shape of his head, the richness and breadth of his manners, the pale yellow and white of his hair and beard the immeasurable meaning of his black eyes. These I used to go and visit him to see. He was wise also. He was six feet tall. He was over 80 years old. His sons were massive, clean, bearded, tan-faced, and handsome. They and his daughters loved him. All who saw him loved him. They did not love him by allowance. They loved him with personal love. He drank water only. The blood showed like scarlet through the clear brown skin of his face. He was a frequent gunner and fisher. He sailed his boat himself. He had a fine one presented to him by a ship joiner. He had fowling pieces presented to him by men that loved him. When he went with his five sons and many grandsons to hunt or fish, you would pick him out as the most beautiful and vigorous of the gang. You would wish long and long to be with him. You would wish to sit by him in the boat, that you and he might touch each other. I have perceived that to be with those I like is enough. To stop in company with the rest at evening is enough. To be surrounded by beautiful, curious, breathing, laughing flesh is enough. To pass among them, to touch anyone, to rest my arm ever so lightly round his or her neck for a moment. What is this, then? I do not ask any more delight. I swim in it as in a sea. There is something in staying close to men and women and looking on them and in the contact and odor of them that pleases the soul well. All things please the soul, but these please the soul well. This is the female form. A divine nimbus exhales from it, from head to foot. It attracts with fierce and deniable attraction. I am drawn by its breath as if I were no more than a helpless vapor. All falls aside but myself and it. Books, art, religion, time, the 
visible in solid earth, the atmosphere and the fringed clouds, what was expected of heaven or feared of hell, are now consumed. Mad filaments, ungovernable shoots play out of it, the response likewise ungovernable. Hair, bosom, hips, bend of legs, negligent falling hands, all diffused, mine too, diffused. Ebb stung by the flow and flow stung by the ebb, love flesh swelling and deliciously aching, limitless limpid jets of hot and an enormous quivering jelly of love, white blow and delirious juice, bridegroom night of love working surely and softly into the prostrate dawn, undulating into the willing and yielding day, lost in the cleave of the clasping and sweet-fleshed day. This is the nucleus. After the child is born of woman, the man is born of woman. This is the bath of birth. This is the merge of small and large and the outlet again. Be not ashamed, women. Your privilege encloses the rest. It is the exit of the rest. You are the gates of the body and you are the gates of the soul. The female contains all qualities and tempers them. She is in her place. She booze with perfect balance. She is all things duly veiled. She is both passive and active. She is to conceive daughters as well as sons, and sons as well as daughters. As I see my soul reflected in nature, as I see through a mist, one with inexpressible completeness and beauty, see the bent head and arms folded over the breast, the female I see, I see the bearer of the great fruit which is immortality, the good thereof that is not tasted by rues and never can be. The male is not less the soul, nor more, he too is in his place, he too is all qualities, he is action and power, the flesh of the known universe is in him. Scorn becomes him well, and appetite and defiance become him well. The fiercest, largest passions, bliss that is utmost and sorrow that is utmost become him well. Pride is for him. The full-spread pride of a man is calming and excellent to the soul. Knowledge becomes him. He likes it always. He brings everything to the test of himself. Whatever the survey, Whatever the sea and the sail, he strikes soundings at last, only here. Where else does he strike soundings except here? The man's body is sacred, and the woman's body is sacred. It is no matter who. Is it a slave? Is it one of the dull-faced immigrants just landed on the wharf? Each belongs here or anywhere, just as much as the well-off just as much as you, each has his or her place in the procession. All is procreation. The universe is a procession with measured and beautiful motion. Do you know so much that you call the slave or the dull face ignorant? Do you suppose you have a right to a good sight, and he or she has no right to a sight? Do you think matter has cohered together from its diffused float 
and the soil is on the surface and water runs and vegetation sprouts for you and not for him or her? A slave at auction. I help the auctioneer. The sloven does not half know his business. Gentlemen, look on this curious creature. Whatever the bids of the bidders, they cannot be high enough for him. For him the globe lay preparing quintillions of years without one animal or plant. For him the revolving cycles truly and steadily rolled. In that head the all-baffling brain. In it and below it the making of the attributes of heroes. Examine these limbs, red, black, or white. They are very cunning in tendon and nerve. They shall be stripped that you may see them. Exquisite senses, life-lit eyes, pluck, volition, flakes of breast muscle, pliant backbone and neck, flesh not flabby, good-sized arms and legs, and wonders within there yet. Within there runs his blood, the same old blood, the same red running blood. There swells and jets his heart. There all passions and desires, all reachings and aspirations. Do you think they are not there because they are not expressed in parlors and lecture rooms? This is not only one man. He is the father of those who shall be fathers in their turns. In him the start of populous states and rich republics, of him countless immortal lives, with countless embodiments and enjoyments. How do you know who shall come from the offspring of his offspring through the centuries? Who might you find you have come from yourself if you could trace back through the centuries? A woman at auction. She too is not only herself. She is the teeming mother of mothers. She is the bearer of them that shall grow and be mates to the mothers. Her daughters or their daughters' daughters, who knows who shall mate with them? Who knows through the centuries what heroes may come from them? In them and of them natal love. In them the divine mystery. The same old beautiful mystery. Have you ever loved a woman? Your mother, is she living? Have you been much with her? And has she been much with you? Do you not see that these are exactly the same to all and all nations and times all over the earth? If life and the soul are sacred, the human body is sacred, and the glory and sweet of a man is the token of manhood untainted, and in man or woman a clean, strong, firm-fibred body as beautiful as the most beautiful face. Have you seen the fool that corrupted his own live body, or the fool that corrupted her own live body? For they do not conceal themselves and cannot conceal themselves. Who degrades or defiles the living human body is cursed. Who degrades or defiles the body of the dead is not more cursed.
So it's worth mentioning here that the version of I Sing the Body Electric that I just read now is the earliest version published in the 1855 Leaves of Grass. Uh, later on, Whitman decided not to end the poem with those last two lines. Uh, they were deleted and let's see what year is this? In the very next edition of Leaves of Grass, Whitman deleted the last two lines and added this passage here, this very long passage. O oh, my body, I dare not desert the likes of you and other men and women, nor the likes of the parts of you. I believe the likes of you are to stand or fall with the likes of the soul, and that they are the soul. I believe the likes of you shall stand or fall with my poems, and that they are my poems. Man's, woman's, child's, youth's, wife's, husband's, mother's, father's, young man's, young woman's poems, head, neck, hair, ears, drop and tympan of the ears, eyes, eye fringes, iris of the eyes, eyebrows, and the waking or sleeping of the lids. Mouth, tongue, lips, teeth, roof of the mouth, jaws and the jaw hinges, nose, nostrils of the nose, and the partition. Cheeks, temples, forehead, chin, throat, back of the neck, neck slew. Strong shoulders, manly beard, scapula, hind shoulders, and the ample side round of the chest. Upper arm, armpit, elbow socket, lower arm, arm, sinews, arm, bones, Wrists and wrist joints, hand, palm, knuckles, thumb, forefinger, finger joints, fingernails. Broad breast front, curling hair of the breast, breastbone, breast side, ribs, belly, backbone, joints of the backbone. Hips, hip sockets, hip strength, inward and outward round. Man balls, man root. Strong set of thighs, well carrying the trunk above. Leg fibers, knee, knee pan, upper leg, under leg. Ankles, instep, football, toes, toe joints, the heel. All attitudes, all the shapeliness, all the belongings of my or your body or anyone's body, male or female. The lungs, sponges, the stomach sac, the bowels, sweet and clean. The brain in its folds inside the skull frame. Sympathies, heart valves, palate valves, sexuality, maternity. Womanhood and all that is a woman and the man that comes from woman, the womb, the teats, nipples, breasts, milk, tears, laughter, weeping, love looks, love perturbations and risings, the voice, articulation, language, whispering, shouting aloud, food, drink, pulse, digestion, sweat, sleep, walking, swimming, poise on the hips, leaping, reclining, embracing, arm curving and tightening, the continual changes of the flex of the mouth and around the eyes, the skin, the sunburnt shade, freckles, hair, the curious sympathy one feels when feeling with the hand the naked meat of the body, the circling rivers, the breath, the breathing it in and out, the beauty of the waist and thence the hips and thence downward toward the knees, the thin red jellies within you or within me, 
the bones and the marrow and the bones, the exquisite realization of health. Oh, I say these are not parts and poems of the body only, but of the soul. Oh, I say now these are the soul. And Gary Schmidgall, who edited an edition of Whitman's poems, says uh, in this edition here, Whitman's characteristic bias in favor of the male anatomy is elaborately displayed. And whether you think that's a better ending than the first one, it certainly gives an idea of what Whitman was able to do with his many revisions of Leaves of Grass. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to Human Voices Wake Us, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.